there is a podcast no one asked for. A podcast you never knew you didn't want. Three beers in. This is the podcast. I anticipate a deeply religious experience. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Three Beers In. With us today, this is Tony. This is Clint. Is that? Joel's there. <laughs> and the man who proves that not all mistakes have a silver lining cutter. Yeah, right here. <laughs> right here. And today's a very special episode because we are on location at Jester King with Jeff Stuffings. <laughs> Hello, everybody. <laughs> hey. Yeah. So for people that aren't familiar with Jester King, what, right off the bat, what should they know? I would say that, you know, we're a, a self-proclaimed farmhouse brewery. And, you know, to the, us, that means making beers that are, are tied to this place, tied to the time, tied to the people. You know, beers that are, you know, if you ask me what is a farmhouse ale, I would say a beer that is connected to local agriculture, connected to, you know, the seasons that we brew in, and then like I said, reflections of, of, of the individuals here. Um, so, you know, agrarian-based beers, forage-based beers uh, that try to be a reflection of our mm-hmm. environment. To me, that's a farmhouse sale, and that's what we've been striving for for the last uh, eight years now. So hyper-local, is that something that you would use to um, uh, describe I, yourself? Really, I would say or? more kind of re- uh, parts of what we do are hyper, hyper-local, but yeah. I would say even more just kind of like regionally based. Like okay. we're trying to reflect, you know, central Texas and then really Texas as a whole. You In know, general. Okay. Yep. And do you see that you correct people when they say, oh, this is a sour beer? Do you try to push them more into the farmhouse? Yeah. How, do, how is that? Because we, that's come up plenty of times when we've, we've had sours and we've talked about, and then somebody will say, oh, Jester King, they do sours, right? Yes. So, uh, yeah. The, the, the straight, how do you feel about that? The straight answer is is is, is yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't get too bent out of shape about it. You know, it, it's fine. I mean, if mm-hmm. people are excited about like sour beer, and, and and it's a moniker that's that's pretty accessible. With that said, um, you know, I prefer you know either farmhouse or or, or wild ale, and, and those can be two separate things as well. But like, you know, we don't seek or set out to create like just a beer with, with like straight up acidity. To me, that's like a chef trying to just like, I'm going to make the most like sour dish or bitter dish or Mm -hmm, sugary dish. Like, you know, I see acidity as a component part of a overall cohesive drinkable beer. Like what I'd try to, and this is more of a, you know, you can't just knock it out with like a phrase or a word, but like, Mm If you think about beer historically, like all beer was was wild, you know. Right. Sure. Right. Beer's been around for twenty thousand years. You know, pure culture fermentation has been around for like one hundred and fifty years, approximately. So, vast majority of time, you know, all beer was wild. Like, you know, mm-hmm. your 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 milds, your IPAs, your your bitters. Like, if you didn't drink that super fresh, it was going to start to turn sour. And then, like some little you know offshoots of brewing history embraced that kind of funk and acidity that you'd get, whether it be like you know the Flanders red ale tradition or the lambic tradition and so we've just drawn inspiration from partially from you know the brewing world that has embraced acidity you know lambic and then also from you know farmhouse brewers which i would argue is just as much about like dryness bitterness attenuation and interesting yeast character right. as it is about you know acid driven beers so yeah i do get frustrated from time to time when people say oh they're they're a sour brewery like right. the first beer we're going to taste here has in my for me like no perceived acidity right, right. Yeah. 
Yeah, because the sour, you're just thinking sour, but to a farmhouse, it's it's way more complex. There's just so much more to it, right? Yeah, I, I think that's fair, yeah. Okay. All right, so you guys want to pop our first one? Yeah, yeah let's do absolutely. it. Absolutely. So first up, we have Le Petit Prince. You said this is your table beer. What is a table beer? Sure. So table beers, uh, you know, very old style of beer. You know, you can argue that that table beer has had uh, historical importance on a practical level centuries ago when water sources weren't trustworthy to drink. Right. Uh, people drink, well, table beer, like low alcohol, you know, one or 2% beers. You know, people didn't know it at the time, but because the beer had been boiled, it was it was safe to drink. Right. Our inspiration, you know, we, we take a lot of inspiration from classic European farmhouse breweries, like one of them being DuPont. Right, yeah. Um, DuPont makes a beer, uh, obviously everyone knows like Saison DuPont, but they right. also make this beer called uh, Avril, which is basically like a baby version of, of Saison DuPont. It's like 3% alcohol. And so um, this beer is heavily inspired by Avril. So it's very simple. It's like 80% malted barley and then like 20% malted wheat. Saws and golden hops. Um, so kind of mm. earthy. Yeah, that saws really comes through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like everything we do, it's either uh, spontaneously fermented or a mixed culture. Okay. Um, so in this case, this is one of our mixed culture beers. And it's just a blend of a couple you know, classic strains of brewer's yeast, like what purportedly is the DuPont strain, as well mm -hmm. as the, uh, the Thierrier strain, which is a small Northern European, Northern France farmhouse brewery. And then just a bunch of stuff we just caught from the air and from the land around Jester King, you know, dregs from some of our cool ship batches, just plants and wildflowers that we cultured yeast and bacteria mm -hmm. off the skins of and, and just created this, this mix where it's just, I would estimate, you know, hundreds of different microbes just kind of working in concert. We kind of play with variables like time, temperature, hopping rates, right. uh, fermentation vessel. And this this is so basically, if you're talking about like levers that we kind of balance acidity with, this is not that old a beer, you know, um, it's like a three week fermentation. Okay. Pretty bitter, like 20 yeah. to 30 IBU, mm -hmm. um, stainless steel fermentation and yeah, not, not, not barrel aged. So, you know, dry and dry and bitter is, is the MO with this beer. So it's not crazy at all. You're doing all the mixed cultures, but that's as far as it goes. Cause you're still fermenting in steel not wood and it's not aged so it's a fresh beer unlike some of your other beers which you're aging for multiple months exactly you had the three-year blend is that what you had earlier yep yeah i really like that one thank you yeah so that's going to be kind of the opposite end of the spectrum where that beer is you know 100 spontaneously fermented so we chill the word overnight in a cool ship introduce wild yeast and bacteria right. just let you know how nature ferment it how easy is it to remake a beer when you're doing spontaneous fermentation and that kind of thing? Very like difficult. Keep, keep, yeah, keep the flavor profile very similar. Yeah, we basically guarantee that we'll never make the same batch right. twice. Which, <laughs> which, which, which is, I, I was, I was wondering. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that yeah. seems like it's, which is which is why you have to come out every year right. for the new batch of spawn. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, natural variation. I mean. You know, if you ask me, like, what are some of my favorite beers and say favorite breweries, I'll, I'll talk about beers that are, like, very technically precise. Mm -hmm. They're, like, perfectly dialed in, and you just know what to expect every time, and, and that's awesome. You know, we're kind of at the opposite end of the spectrum. And, and I'll never say it's better or worse. It's well, just, there's it's just something different. to be said about that. It's always something new. It's right. Like, it's like right. you can't get bored with this because this new batch is going to just be... A little bit different. Yeah. And I, a little I, exciting. I like kind of not being fully in the driver's seat when it comes to making beer, just kind of being, you know, nah. uh, one of our biggest inspirations, uh, Jean Benoit from Brasserie Cantillon in, in Brussels talks about how, you know, he's, his quote is like, I'm a companion of the beer. Like 
the beer is ultimately yeah. deciding which way it's going to go. And I'm just kind of along for the ride. And that's how we feel with our beer. Like we create an environment for it, mm-hmm. but otherwise just let nature dictate right. what the beer is going to be like and, and then accept the, the natural variation we get along the way. Well, you're definitely getting all the right places. Like we're <laughs> seeing everywhere online where people are trading for your beers oh, and yeah. are coming from mm-hmm. way far outside of Austin just for this experience. How, how far do you guys distribute? Like how far do you guys get out? Um, so we've sent a little bit of beer all around the world, really. Okay. Um, yeah, we, we sell um, about two-thirds of our beer uh, right at the brewery, thanks to uh, you know beer laws allowing brew pubs to sell on site and to go. Well, um, we could get into beer laws. I know, I know. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then... Um, I mean, it's because, not, not to interrupt, <laughs> that's right. isn't it because of you or you were one of the driving force to change the beer laws concerning labeling. You're, you're right. We were part of a lawsuit in 2011, I think it was, mm-hmm. with uh, Zach's Restaurant and Bar and just over the river in South Austin, as well as uh, Authentic Beverages, which is a local yeah. uh, import company. And yeah, the three of us got together and you know we, we just thought it was silly. I mean, yeah. there, were, there were rules yeah. that said like, if it's over 5%, you can't call it beer, which is just, just false. Right. And that were, was it. That's yeah. It. And then there were also laws that said like, you can't tell people where to find your beer, which is just- Yeah, that is just, that is just dumb. That's- Yeah. And what? This, so thankfully a judge agreed with us and uh, now you can call beer, beer, regardless of its alcohol <laughs> yeah. content. But the thing, and, and not to like, you know, go down the rabbit hole of beer law stuff. The, we, this, yeah, we could spend an hour. I know. We, the thing it. that was really, I mean, just as a quick aside, the really thing- yeah. The thing that was really helpful for us was 2013, the law changed to let brew pubs sell beer on site. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, for the first three years, we opened in right. 2010. So the first three years, people would come out here. We could pour free samples. We could sell them a t-shirt, but we could not sell them beer. Couldn't you sell them a really expensive t-shirt and then like, here's a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> um you know, we, I mean, we, we, we did stuff like we'd sell them like a, a you know, a pint glass for like 10 bucks yeah. that includes like three pours or something, which our worry though, is that the TABC, uh, Texas Alcoholic Beverage Commission right. would say that'd be like a shadow sale. So mm-hmm. there was always okay. like that fear of pushing it too far. Yeah. No, I, that makes sense. Better, better just to change the law and <laughs> <laughs> live yeah, peacefully. Do it legally. Like, yeah. But you, you were talking about well, the, like the distribution. Oh, distributing. Yeah, yeah. Like right. There's people from, all, I was going to say, all over the world that come to Austin looking for your brewery, King, which is yes. incredible to me. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm pretty blown away by it. I mean, we, we've sought out to do something unique, something that, you know, granted, not everyone's going to love, but I think is something yeah. that, that, that we're proud of. And um, to do it authentically, to put forward what we do in a you know forthright manner, and then create a nice environment for people to hang out and enjoy beer, which oh, to yeah. me is the ultimate social beverage. And yeah, fortunately, it's 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 gained a little bit of traction. And you have an amazing environment out here. Like, oh, thank oh, you. This property. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have how many acres do you have now? Uh, altogether, it's uh, 165 now. Wow. So, whoa. so and now you have your own farm, and what are you growing out there for? Primarily uh, fruit. Right now, we uh-huh. love adding fruit to oh, beer yeah. and kind of blurring the lines between wine and beer. And so a lot of different types of fruits like figs and plums and uh, peaches and grapes. And then uh, we have a restaurant now. So um, it's kind of herbs and spices and vegetables for the restaurant as well. It's, it's, it's only a year old, so it's, it's pretty, pretty early on, but. Did I see you had some uh, some hot binds out there? Or? Yes, uh, we're installing a trellis system to see. So that would be the one traditional ingredient that we that don't you can't, can't. Yeah, yeah. And so we're they don't see, really like growing in Texas, really, right? Or? That's that's certainly the. Uh, 
the, the conventional or? wisdom, but yeah. um, we're we're gonna see. I mean, there are hops that grow. Maybe you'll have Jester the King hops. Just that's our hope. Your new strain that everybody's gonna <laughs> want. Yeah. I, mean, we'll see, I mean, yeah, it's going to be very small volume, even if yeah, we're successful, yeah. and, and that's a big if. But um, it takes you know, a lot to grow grow a lot of a good amount of hops, right? Absolutely, yeah. And what we're hoping is uh, we we selected a varietal. It's called Neo Mexicanus. It does oh, yeah. it does grow okay. in the wild uh, in both Texas and New Mexico, and so. Will it take off here? I don't know, but but at least it is like heat, drought, and pest resistant. Mm-hmm. So we think at least has a chance. That's, yeah, and um, I guess f- philosophically, like whatever those hop, if they're successful, whatever they taste like, mm-hmm. we'll take them and make beer with them. And then you'll, you, you'll so yeah, we want them yeah. to be a reflection of what's here. Yeah. And, exactly. Yeah. Um, but if we're successful um, at that point, we'll be making you know 100% Texas beer because yeah. we're using just mm-hmm. natural well water, just straight from neither feet. We have a close relationship with Blacklands Black Malt. Blacklands, okay, yeah. Um, so, you know, Texas farmers, Texas malted grain, and then wild yeast. Yeah, and so, yeah it's you know, in the air. Just like, Yeah, so, uh, you know, this year um, we actually made our, uh, our first, it, w- it was not hops grown here, but uh, we've just basically found some home brewers growing right. hops in their backyard. And over the last three years, we've been able to buy enough hops just from people growing them in their backyards. To be able to make our first 100% Texas beer, which cool. was just oh, wow. brewed. Well, just, Very cool. Yeah, just brewed. Oh, wow. Okay. What's the name of that one? Uh, we're, Texas not, Pete. Uh, it's, it's, it's a Texas spawn Pete. beer. Uh, oh, okay. So I don't know if it'll be, I don't know, something. I kind of had like like native spawn or spawn native. Oh, is kind of a working title. Yeah. I don't know, but but okay. it's just a working we'll title. See. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. see when it comes out. Yeah. Working title. <laughs> there, there it working, is. Working title beer. <laughs> so I was reading that your hops, that you age them in your barn, you know, so what is it, why 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 oh sure why do you, why do you <laughs> I, I mean um, most most people want to use hops as fresh as possible right or yeah and and, and we do too for some of our beers like petite prince is one of those beers where we do want fresh hops we want like okay you know dry earthy bitter like hoppy beer uh like inspirations being from like you know i mentioned saison dupont mm-hmm. like Thierry extra or de la Seine terrace bulba like these these dry bitter beers are what we're after for the beers that are spontaneously fermented, we're very much inspired by the, the lambic tradition. And okay, so yeah. then that's why we use the aged hops to kind of provide flavor and aroma, but also to provide just a natural microbial barrier to keep right. that beer in decent shape as it okay. ages in a barrel for three years. Right. Is it that when you're, when you're using Brett or when you want something to, uh, to have a, a strong Brett character, you don't want a strong hop presence, right? Or I'd that... say it kind of depends on what the brewer's after. I yeah. kind of like bready beers that are also hoppy, hoppy as well. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, I could see some people saying that's a bit of a clash, but um, other than I would say like fruit forward beers, mm-hmm. I kind of like bitterness and everything. Okay. Like, I agree. you know, like, like goose. I think a lot of people, yeah. uh, uh, don't recognize like that typically I've seen like, you know, people do analysis of, of goose. It's like 25, 30 IBU beer. Like it's got pronounced bitterness. Right. And you know, I, I, I like hazy IPA. I'm not knocking it, but <laughs> I, I do, I do need to stand up for like bitterness and beer, yeah. like, especially being in a hot weather environment. Like, I think bitterness lends to drinkability. And yeah, so, well, it yeah. adds a bit of dryness. Especially you don't during want the it, summer, I'd say. Yeah. Like a sticky, yeah. cloying kind of thing when you're out in the heat, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, I, I, feel, I think to kind of summarize our flavor profiles, we're either dry and bitter or dry and tart. That's okay. kind of what we do. Yeah, and it's something we, we talk about a lot on the podcast. We each have our own preferences that we like to lean flavor towards. Profile. So flavor profiles. Flavor yeah. profiles, yeah. yeah. Uh, more of like a, a stout and like a heavier. Clint is... 
not hoppy. Milk, exactly. is yeah. milk a beer? <laughs> milk is not a beer. No. Uh, He'll yeah. take down a stout, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we um, we don't make any um, you know uh, pastry stouts or imperial stouts. Uh, oh, no. But but we um, you know we recognize the popularity of them, mm-hmm. and we are yeah. a business. So like we actually had a, an event in December. We called it uh, Doomforge Day. Actually, yeah. I'm sorry, it was January. And, um, you know, we just basically procured all the, cause we can sell guest beer. So we found as many, you know, pastry stouts as we could from friends in our area and just had like, we paired a bunch of like big sludgy, you know, stouts oh, with some, man. some doom metal. Yeah. And that, that, was, that was a lot it of fun. Sounds amazing. You talked, uh, <laughs> so you talked about some of your friends, uh, during right around Christmas time, we actually did a collaboration episode and we sent a collaboration beer with you and Jolly, Jolly Pumpkin. Pumpkin. Yeah. Oh, cool. Ola's Especialis. Yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Right on. Cool. They loved it. I mean, because you know they can't get anything. They were up in Canada, Canada. So, we, so it's Molson's. Or, uh, so, <laughs> we, so we 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 <laughs> didn't we didn't send them that. That's beer. right. We, no, we described it to them. Very yeah, yeah. And then we had because you guys have done that twice, haven't you? Yeah, we did uh, space waves here, and yeah. uh, which um, uh, it's funny. It's funny the inspirations behind beer. Uh, that was actually inspired by Sonic Cherry Limeade. Oh, yeah. I get it. Yeah. yeah. No, I totally yeah. get it. Because yeah. it's the lime and the cherry. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. I didn't think about that. Wow. So, but we we like we got them one, and then we had Gamma Deluxe yes. down here also. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Didn't send that, though. <laughs> that was a great one. Yeah. Yeah, so but it, but they couldn't put your name on the bottle. Is it? Oh yeah, silly another, TBC rules. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't even want, that one's real wonky. I don't even <laughs> but yeah, stupid rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in terms of, of bitterness profile, this is probably like this is the edge for me. This is as, as bitter as I could go before it's you, good, you get though. over into the territory where I'm this like is, this IPAs. Is, no yeah. thanks. No 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 no. I get I get a lot um, of that barley flavor on it, so, mm-hmm. but it's like I, I I enjoy barley, so it's like it's a yeah. Big deal. But yeah. This might be one of the very dry. It's very, very bitterest Jester King beers that I've ever had. Maybe maybe it's because there's not a whole lot of other stuff going on in it. Maybe? I think that's fair. Yeah. 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 It's very clean and clean uh, bitterness. Not a, really. Not a, yeah. A lot of other things going on with it, and yeah. then you have that that hoppy bitter finish to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah and it, and I think what uh, adds to the kind of pronounced nature of the bitterness is that it finishes at about zero Plato. So okay, it's essentially the same density Dry. as water. Yeah, yeah. 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 The, the first the first light. step I had earlier was it was like barley water. I can see this pairing really well with food. And that's what I, that's what I originally thought the table beer was, but it's, it's like a food beer. I think the, that's part of it. I think that's yeah. fair. I think, yeah, it's just everyday drinking beer. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Tony, Joe, what are y'all thinking about? Definitely Prince. Definitely like it. Um, I'm a f- huge fan of the, um, the story petite Prince. So oh, yeah. that it adds extra points to it as well. Um, <laughs> I think I would kind of mirror what Ross said. Like whenever I've been here before, I always gravitate towards the heavier fruit flavors. Yeah. Sure. But this is great. I would drink this totally. I would probably go to the other ones first. Oh, just because, yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. There's, there's just so many exciting things on the menu right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right on. Uh, speaking of which, do you want me to open up? Uh, sure. Let's go ahead. There's not even any mushrooms in this. What is going on? <laughs> um, yeah. What I'm opening is uh, Spawn 2018. Nice. Uh, Srah and Kabsav. So this is, as I recall, I think it was a three-year blend. Yeah. Uh, so this is beer from 2015, 16, and 17. Nice. Okay. That was spontaneously fermented in that Lambic tradition, blended, and then re-fermented with two varieties of grapes, Cab Sauv and Syrah, both Texas-grown. So re-fermented on fruit. So 
you know, a good amount of the fermentable sugar is coming from fruit. A good amount of the fermentable sugar came from grain. So it's kind of a hybrid of, of beer and wine. You know, again, you know, very classically inspired, like, you know, like St. Lambinus from like Cantillon is one of my mm-hmm. all-time favorite beers. And yeah, this, this beer is very much in, in, in that vein. Yeah. So just an exercise in patience and fermentation and agriculture. Right. There's so a lot, you there's cork a it as well as cap it? I've never seen that before. Mm. There's a lot of wineries out here for the listeners that uh, are not from Texas. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Within an hour, there's quite a few like going out towards Fredericksburg and even oh yeah, some yeah. But, yeah, yeah, all wine country out there. Yeah, we um yeah. As far as the cap and cork, I mean, these are beers that we hope would sell her well for literally decades. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, speaking of the lambic tradition. Oh man, who could who could save it for a decade? <laughs> yeah, right. But, you know, I, I was very fortunate. Uh, we did an event in Brussels. And uh, when I was there, I visited Cantillon and got to try the original bottling of Blue Pepe Creek from 1996. And, you know, yeah. it was still super fresh and delicious wow. despite being, you know, multiple decades old. Yeah. I was going to ask if these could age like that, like wine, do you, like wine does. Absolutely. Do you, do oh, you wow. yourself have a few of these bottles Aging that are for, waiting yeah. for... We do. We have a little cellar here in our barrel room and um, yeah, we age beer really, you know, just kind of keeping a catalog of what we've done, yeah. you know, being able to, you know, pull stuff out from, from various ages and or vintages, if you will, and, and see how they progressed. And so it's part kind of being able to know our beer better and see how it matures with time and part being able to just, you know, when we have visitors to the brewery, just let them kind of sample some see stuff it. that's quite old and like get yeah, taste some of the age stuff just to check it out. Yeah. Is How, there anything that you know that is like a particularly good, good. year? Yeah. Oh, uh, I would say, you know, we're, we're, we're too young to uh, be able to do that. <laughs> yeah. because, Dang uh, it. You know, we've been, we've been cellaring spontaneously fermented beer since 2016. So right. it's, yeah, it's only you know, like three years old. So more about the spontaneous fermentation. What really made you really go whole hog into that because before that you were doing a lot of mixed cultures where, where you do ever was, doing just like straight breweries i was i was gonna i was gonna ask or, it's all like where how long have you been doing this did you start as a home brewer did you gotta go from that or yeah i uh, started home brewing and i think it was 20 2005 yeah um went to austin homebrew just right. got a kit there and um, which you were working there when you were trying to start up just yes right? that's okay. right yeah <laughs> Yeah, um, it was cool because uh, it was a way to, you know, at the time, you know, you had some of the local brewers. Like I remember folks from like 512 and Real Ale and Independence and Lovejoy's coming in to buy ingredients there. And so, yeah, it was a chance to to meet other brewers and kind of get like a little bit of a, you know, dip my toe into that professional brewing community. And then, you know, having, um, you know... Essentially, no money. Uh, getting a discount <laughs> on on ingredients yes. yeah. Was, yeah. Was, was huge to be able to just experiment. Yeah, but yeah, HS was 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 a great experience, and um, so yeah, I left uh, Austin Homebrew and started working on Jester King in 2007. It took three years to open. Yeah, um, so we opened in 2010, and now we're right. eight, year, eight years old. Nice. Uh, but no, you you yeah. asked. Um, oh yeah. So as as far as our, our beginning, so we initially from right off the bat did both mixed culture and pure culture fermentation. Right. So okay. we did. Uh, a couple beers. We did like a rye IPA and an English mild and an imperial stout that were brewed with English ale yeast. Right. But then, um, you know, I, I think I just kind of like learned more about farmhouse brewing and and, and kind of what it means to There's be. So you know, much variety there. Yeah, yeah. and and I, I felt like you know we if we're going to truly be an authentic farmhouse brewery, it should right. be wild beer. And then that again, doesn't have to mean sour, right? but yeah. it should be just, you know, 
like Yvonne debates of, of Brazier de la Seine, like when in his you know beautiful writings about Cezanne and in Phil Markowski's Farmhouse Tales, talks about like this certain like indescribable feature or character of Cezanne, which you know he attributed to you know wild yeast, and and I wholeheartedly agree with that. And so yeah, I just think that you know there should be that little bit of rustic character because I mean right. these are not like carefully engineered beers; these no. are like beers from just like people's sellers or yeah yeah whatever they had at the time exactly whatever they were growing on the farm they just threw in there yeah yeah and then whatever was in the air whatever was on their in their barrel that they were using or whatever utensils they were using whatever was on their horse blankets there you go yeah (laughs) all ends up dip a little dip it in there just like yeah like a tea bag like yeah i mean you know i've kind of already said this but like you know rustic beers that are tied to place and yeah, for that purpose, I mean, I feel like the biggest contributor to that is the microflora. Like what's right. the, when I take people on tours of the brewery, I'm like, okay, if there's one takeaway is that we're embracing the microbes around the brewery to make our beer. And for instance, like every winter we'll take some wort, uh, we'll truck it out to some of the wineries in our area. We went to a place called Cruz de Comal, okay. uh, to the South of us near Wimberley. It's the same recipe, but the character of the beer we're getting from that like remote Right. ship inoculation is totally different, different than what we're getting yeah, right here. So, theory. yeah. That's yeah. Right. Okay. And I mean, the winemakers have, you know, known this for, for years, like the whole concept of terroir. I mean, yes, it's the soil. Yes, it's the climate. But it's, I think as people are discovering more and more, it's it's, it's the microbes that are on right. the skin of the grapes in these little pockets of, of, of environment. Yeah. Those Wimberley people have a lot of microbes. <laughs> <laughs> Got you on that. <laughs> So before you were homebrewing, you went to law school, right? I did. Were you practicing law? I did. I worked for the public defender for a couple of years and then uh, sold out and worked at a law firm. And uh-huh. that was the beginning of the end of that career. So, <laughs> so, so you, were, you were struggling, trying to be a lawyer, and it's like, this isn't working for me. You, you said, I want the glitz. I want the glamour. I'm going to be a professional brewer. <laughs> That that basically how it went. Jeff Stuffing's rock star. Yeah, you know, I just uh, you know, like a lot of people, I, I think I just you know wanted a, an environment that I enjoyed going to work every day. Oh, yeah, like a, good, yeah. a good culture. Definitely. cultures. So yeah, you know, I think. I don't know the, the appeal of, and it wasn't just like wanting to you know be my own boss or whatever the cliche mm-hmm. is. It was more just like doing something I could be proud of and, right. and, and being part of an environment that I thought was more uplifting and creating um, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I was just, you know, my job at the time was just like someone would plop down a big box of papers and I'd like review this. <laughs> like, okay, great. Um, Eight hours later. So yeah. So um, yeah, that, that, that was just, it was within like essentially a month of having that job that I'm like, I got to find a way out yeah. of this oh, job. Oh, wow. the building on fire. And looking around um, at the time, you know, there was there was Real Ale, there was Independence, there was Live Oak, mm-hmm. there were uh, brew pubs like North by Northwest, Lovejoy's, Uncle Billy's had just opened, 512 right. had just opened. And, you know, so there, there was already like very good beer. But I was like looking at other parts of the country and I'm like, man, there's very good breweries in Austin, but there's like not that many like relative to other cities. Mm-hmm. So I felt like there was an opportunity to, to grow. And sure enough, you know, I don't know if this is true or not, but like the Houston Chronicle when we opened called us the 12th 
brewery to open in, in Texas. Wow. And now there's like 250 yeah, and counting. Yeah. So, um, it ha- sure enough, it, you know, it, it has, it has grown. Yeah. Okay. We, we've talked about that on the podcast where it seems like since 2010, 11, there's this been this boom. influx of boom. boom. Yeah. Yeah. Breweries. Do you, do you have a feel for maybe why that has been? Is it the, the people that are bringing, wanting it, demanding it, or is there something in political or something in the water? environment? Yeah. Something yeah. in the water. Um, you know, I think it's part of just like a, national cultural phenomenon where, you know, people have kind of wanted to have that little bit more connection to place and what they, they consume, you know, whether it be food or drink and just connection to agriculture and, and instead of, you know, just having wonder bread or what it's something, you know, one, one or two or three brands for a whole population, you know, people I think have discovered that like, you know, it's, it's not an insane amount of money to be able to enjoy something that is, you know, unique and pleasurable and, and, and thought provoking. And thankfully I think that's caught on to mm-hmm. kind of like the taking like commoditization of everything and like, at least for, you know, food and drink, you know, breaking it down. And it's still like, you know, I'm kind of picking this number out of the air, but it's still like, I would say like 80% of the market that's, if not greater, that's still mm-hmm. like just three brands. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, but, yeah. but, but there's like a little like resistance, if you will, like there's yeah. like, you know, one out of 10 or two out of 10 people who are like, no, I, I want something that's like unique to my environment that, that has character. Mm-hmm. And thankfully beer is kind of latched onto that. Although, you know, I, I see the growth of beer just by the sheer nature of it having to slow down. I don't think it's going to just go away either. Yeah. Yeah. But there is going to be a point at which you hit like a market a saturation. Yeah. And I think we're point. there, if not already past that point. I mean, you know, we've just had a couple thousand, uh, it seems like, I think like 12 or 1500 breweries opening yeah. per year. It's like, I think it's like two breweries a day is what we've been yeah, averaging yeah. or something like that. And so, then, oh and when you get to that level, it's, it, we've, we've had this discussion many times. Like how yeah. do you, how do you differentiate yourself? How do you make yourself stand out so that you can actually exist in this environment of kind of oversaturation of the market? Yeah. Well, I so, think the next step is really just to sell out to the super major. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. We've also Heineken <laughs> like Beaver town. Yeah. The one that hit us the heart. I mean, you know, I've, I've, talked about this a, a lot as well, just in my own writings and talkings, but uh, yeah. you know, the one that hit us really hard was Wicked Weed. Mm. Um, and we're very good friends with them on a personal level still, but like, you know, that was, that, that to me was like right. a loss. Didn't, you, didn't yeah. you pin that open letter? I don't know if it was on your Facebook or. Yeah, we, we put out was, a statement. It wasn't like yeah. a letter to them, but it was just like our thoughts on it. Right. And, you know, to me, that was almost like, I look back on that period and I feel like I was naive thinking like, you know, we're all in this together. Right. Like we're this little like, you know, scrappy band of upstarts that are like doing cool stuff. And then, you know, maybe this is a stupid analogy, but I, I thought of it like I have a little daughter who, um, you know, is into like, you know, pop culture movies. And one of her favorite movies is, 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 is trolls. <laughs> and, uh, and there's like this opening scene where like all the trolls are like partying in the forest and having a great mm-hmm. time. And all of a sudden, like one of the, the ogres, the Bergens like come in, like parts the trees and like snatches one up and like eats it. And uh, to me, that's how it felt like when like Wicked Weed was bought. <laughs> yeah. Like we were all just like having this great party, you know, being enjoying being craft brewers. And all of a sudden, like one of us just got like snatched up and eaten. And uh, that like shocked us. And in hindsight, we should have seen it coming. I mean, these are, you know, it's business. It happens all the time. Right. But like that was like, again, a, like a loss of innocence where I felt like, oh, man, this is this is not the same anymore. Yeah. And uh, this is real. Yeah. <laughs> And I, I think you've kind of, as it gets more competitive out there, I think you've seen more brewers kind of resorting to, you know, bigger beer tactics, whether, and not that this is like terrible stuff, but, but, you know, check out our new can size, check out our new like <laughs> bottle packaging, like, you know, le- less about like, yeah, gimmicks, less about what's actually in the glass. Right. And, um, you know, 
well, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of like uh, the craft beer industry has matured. Yeah. Before, well, it's like, yes, we're a business, but we're also just mostly like doing this because this is something we love. And now it's taking that next step to where like the business is driving it almost yeah. more than the love of what you're doing. Right. For, for some, for some brewers. For some, for sure. And, and even within, you know, I, Wicked Weed, I um, on some level talk a lot of shit about, but I'm super clo- <laughs> close with them, and and they know that you know I still like them very much personally. I mean, their their beer is still truly excellent. I mean, my concern I've had a few of them, they're pretty good. Yeah, my concern wasn't that you know that all of a sudden their, the quality of their beer was was going to suck. It was it was more about you know where is ultimately the money going, and you know we right. get very frustrated. This loops us back around to Texas beer law, mm-hmm. and you know. Yeah, the, the big brewers and their distributors routinely try to make sure there's laws that make it hard for small brewers to yeah. survive. That sucks. And so that's why it's not like I would gladly enjoy like objectively a Wicked Weed beer. It's delicious. But like I'd rather send my money to, you know, small independent producers who support su- the success of, uh, of craft beer right. um, versus trying to like masquerade as craft. And right. essentially, you know, it's like in The Simpsons, there was a. Uh, you know, there's episode Here where like go. where like Duff beer. Um, you know, there's like Duff. Oh, the three. Yeah, yeah. The, Duff like, dry, Duff, <laughs> Duff, and Diet Duff. I think yeah, it and it's like it's all coming all from one from tank. the one tube. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, you know, it's true. Like you go to an airport or something, or like a baseball stadium, oh, man. and you see like eight handles that are all like yeah. bright and shiny mm-hmm. and look cool, but it's it's all this, it's all going to the same company, right. and so it's like the illusion of choice and that like deception and lack of authenticity drives drives me crazy. So, right. uh, you know, that's my little feelings on yeah on we, we there it is we got a rant guys <laughs> <laughs> no we yeah we enjoy it we we love it we often have uh, peaceful arguments about what craft beer really means true yeah, so, both on and off air <laughs> yeah and so sometimes it's just it's just tough to just know the definition to know what what's going on with what, is it craft beer is it sh- is shiner craft beer can we still like this beer even though they got their own 50% by Heineken. I don't know. I think you can still like it. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's... there's well, and that, that takes us into, like, the question of, like, you know, yeah, you, you can have your position on it and all that, but, like, what's the big three beer that you have in your fridge at home right now? Do you have one? Yeah. Um, Here we go. I have... I always have live oak pills. You know, I, I think uh, as someone who makes wild ales, I gravitate towards what we don't do. You know, beers that are very carefully engineered and, and very consistent and... You know, again, I like bitter and mm-hmm. uh, live oak pills to me has like a beautiful malt character. You know, they do the like the single decoction with like the uh, Czechvar uh, malt. Yeah. Um, so that's my favorite Pilsner. I always have that. I usually always have, um, uh, you know, I always have usually some, uh, well, it's just kind of one of those, my nostalgic beer is actually Dogfish Head. Oh, there you go. Because like, you know, up until that point, I, I, I went to school in New England and up until that point, I was just drinking natural BC. light. Yeah, um, and so like my first kind of gateway craft beer was Dogfish yeah. Head, sixty minutes. So usually that's there like you, you know where my maybe my dad you know his nostalgic beer was like like Coors Light. Yeah, so my nostalgic beer is kind of Dogfish sixty. So I usually have that around, and then that, those are my only really two staples. From there, usually it's just some like you know just a beer from from, from friends as well as cider and and and, and wine. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean anything that's got kind of a cool fermentation character, I, I gravitate towards. So uh, Miller High Life is. We hear high life a lot when we ask that question <laughs> to brewers. Yeah, they yeah. say yeah. MGD. Um, you know, like, I, I, like what is like of the three the macro macro major guys? Oh. What is like the one of theirs that you actually still drink? 
Or do you not? Or maybe it was the I last mean, one you had. <laughs> maybe, maybe I sound like a, you know a little bit too uh, curmudgeon-y, but like going back, to, I'm just so offended by like the the the, the industry tactics and the mm-hmm. politics of those beers that I, I mean, if I if it's the only option and I want a beer, yeah, I'll drink it. But otherwise, like I just don't. You're not going to turn it down at a barbecue, right? No, no, no. Like, exactly. I'll go to like, uh, like a birthday party. Yeah. My, my my daughter, my daughter's uh, exactly, birthday, and then like the hand me a Coors Light. Yeah, I'll drink that, but. I just your daughter's serving Coors Light, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, um, I, I, I would never raised you better unless I'm like, you know, I need a beer and there's no other option. Yeah. I will never buy their stuff. Not because I think the well, you know, Coors Light, whatever. It's not Bud Light. It's, it's kind of crappy, but um, <laughs> but you don't um, have to say kind of. <laughs> it's it's just more the you know just seeing what they they do to right. try to, to hold back Texas yeah. to the industry. To it just pisses yeah. me off to a level where I I cannot support them. No, I understand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. well, and be, having a lawyer background, you probably have like a larger insight into like the tactics that they're trying to pull and stuff, and the laws that they're trying to manipulate and things like that. A little bit, a little bit, but uh, yeah, I would say like just for anyone you know tuned into our industry, like it's it's very apparent what they they do between you know you know one of the the, the examples that we've witnessed is the Bud House in Texas, you know ben, Benny Keith, you know they go into a bar and they'll redo their draft system, you know like a five thousand dollar install, and there's this like wink wink deal that okay you're gonna stock at least like you know five or six of our beers now, right? right? You know so it's it's just it's just dirty tactics. It's all blue better. moon. <laughs> that are uh, technically illegal, but you know yeah. it's, it's hard, yeah. hard to prove. Well, we'll try to try to get the the distributors to to see it on your side, the mm-hmm. Texas legislature. Yeah, uh, I mean, there was a. I remember a meeting back in the day uh, where a representative of one of the groups, either the Beer Alliance or Wholesale Beer Distributors of Texas, came. Yeah. And spoke to us, and this is like 2010, and and I, I appreciated the honesty. He's like, you know, we're going to fight you for every bottle, and um, <laughs> and I'm like, gee, yeah, I, thank, I thanks for being honest. You yeah. know, it was just like, yeah. So thanks for the heads up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, will fight you for no, every, every bottle as well. No, no <laughs> every you square <laughs> space on that HEB shelf, we're going to try to get. Yeah, and uh, and sadly, it's it, you know, it's like. You know, it's it's like you know Congress, where like if we're whatever party we are, like if we're for something, mm-hmm. they're against it, no matter right. just be, oh, just yeah, out of no, principle. Because yeah. different teams. Yeah, wow. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of teams, I had, I don't know where it's at right oh, now, but Steelers, had heard here we go. not um, with soccer. Instead. Oh, Arsenal not. had heard that uh, the Austin MLS team they were pushing in the stadium to have all Austin local beers. Oh, great! I'm not sure where that's at, but I know they were trying to push the whole idea of like the. 5-8 brewery district right outside of the yeah. soccer stadium and we mostly live yeah uh, we all live up north, north but we spend some time yeah we spend a lot of time in that little area right on yeah i when i when i saw the stadium was going to be up there i was like oh yeah i'm, I'm psyched for you know your circle austin beer works mm-hmm. edelberts um yeah the little district up there uh, fourth tap yeah i think that's really cool i'm psyched to see that yeah, yeah. so back to the spawn what did everybody think I loved it. I mean, I, I love the spawn. It's more fruit forward. It's got that bready character, but not like overly kick you in the face, like horse blanket, cat piss sort of thing. <laughs> it's got that funk, but like not like super overpowering. And then fruit forward, it's it's just great. I love it. But yeah. One of those tart dry beers that you were yeah. talking about earlier. Yeah. It's like, I got a little bit... I would almost say like of a peppery note from I assume from oh, that yeah. Shiraz grape that's in there, but yeah, it was definitely a, a more peppery note, but definitely fruit forward tart. I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. thank you. 
Yeah, I thought it was it was uh, different and enjoyable. I maybe wanted a little bit more wine in in mine, just because Son it. Of a it bitch. Felt, <laughs> that's just what it felt. It just felt like it should be a yeah, little bit yeah, more. Could, you know, like I could I could have taken a little bit more, but uh, it was still good. Yeah. No, no, nothing wrong with that. I think this goes back to something you had said earlier, where it's like you shouldn't have to put beer on the label, and it's like with this. Yeah, we're drinking it, you know, at a brewery, but Mm -hmm. my wife does not like beer. And if I gave her something like this, she'd be like, well, I I thought you were giving me a beer. Right. Like for me, this does not taste like in my head what beer is. And I loved this. Like this is something I would totally come back for. Which brings us to Joel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I'm (laughs) the opposite. This is exactly what beer tastes. (laughs) It tastes tastes a lot like wine uh, to me. And I I do get the pepper taste. And even more so now that we're in this next beer that we haven't talked this about yet. Is, this is uh, way different. <laughs> this, is, yeah. this smooths in and I almost started getting the pepper taste after uh, going right into this, but yeah. I guess we'll talk. Also, about we it. aren't rinsing our glasses, so yeah. it could just be carryover. Yeah. The, uh, it all tastes the same. Bringing man. up the Viking metal, though, it's all, how <laughs> often do you guys do smoked beers? Um, I would say like three oh, or four that, times a okay. year. Really? Is this smoked? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that flavor. Yeah, that's okay. Okay. <laughs> Can you like, not? Yeah. That's what it is. I, yeah, I got, that's what it is. I, I got it like, right off the bed. It's like, whoa. I, I, I smelled different. it, and I was like, whoa, that's a very different smell. Yeah. It felt dusty. Okay, it's, it's also gin barrel aged. Is that what I saw? That's right. So the base beer of this is a style called Gotlandstrika, which was originally from this island uh, off the coast of Sweden called Gotland. Oh yeah, so, um, which makes sense. It's from uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> it's from, uh, smoked uh, smoked malt, birchwood smoked, and then Mirica Gale in the boil, juniper in the boil. Right. Okay. Yeah. And then we uh, age it in uh, gin barrels, old time gin barrels. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Nordic inspired beer, kind of botanical character, gin, no gin co- inspired. No kawaii. I was going to say, but botanical was definitely something I thought was in there. Yeah, it's I like can, smoky botanical. You really get it. Yeah. Botanical. It really comes through. Yeah. It's but speaking of, of botanicals and juniper and everything, there was one time that, that we came here, and I don't remember what the beer was, but it had dead leaves in it. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> like that. <laughs> oh, that <laughs> I was like, what? That was, uh, that, that, that might be, well, I'll just say that's at least in my top five favorite beers we've ever done. If wow, not, yeah. Not, you know, vying for the, the top position. That was a collaboration with uh, Scratch Brewing in Illinois. Okay. Uh, it was called Obsession. It did a, a technique that I absolutely love, which is just to take forged ingredients and just steep it uh-huh. in the cool ship wort as it chills overnight. Oh, okay. So they brought down like this just winter underbrush from their farm with like dead grapevines, spice bush, and dead leaves wow. and uh, I think some sassafras root and, and okay. then we did some uh, I think sassafras. it was sassafras yeah we did some rinsed uh, it off some, I some, hope some, some juniper <laughs> well, yeah yeah right uh, just pick the bugs <laughs> out no, no you get more of that flavor it's yeah. rustic uh, but yeah just, just steeping the uh, the forged ingredients in, in the cold ship overnight letting that kind of character of just like this like gnarly just winter undergrowth just like steep into the wort yeah. and then letting it ferment out spontaneously is, is again trying to make beers that are unique to place like to me that was just like one of the ultimate examples of it that also had just like super cool flavors that i was really excited about cool but that's nice. also creativity like at that point is it beer is it a tea <laughs> yeah. no certainly yeah i think you're right yeah jester king you'll drink some shit <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I know you don't normally like sassafras, but <laughs> or dead leaves, but you will after this. Honestly, I like that. <laughs> well, but that actually ties into what I was going to say with this being a smoked beer. Like I know we bring it up every once in a while, but going to Live Oak, 
they were pushing smoked beers over yes. there. And they were, yeah. uh, Chip was oh, saying, Chip. like, I'm going to keep making smoked beers until everyone likes them. Yeah. Yeah. And it's something like this. I, th- I thought the smoke is definitely there, but it's more subtle. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is a very approachable. Versus we've had some, I think, oh, I don't know if it was the Shiner smoked or something. It was oh, like, Shiner smoke it was like getting a uh, mouthful of ash yeah. from a campfire. It was like yeah. liquid smoke, drinking mm-hmm. liquid smoke. And one thing to consider with this beer is, um, actually, can I see the bottle? I'm not sure which batch it is. Um, oh. Three. This is, okay, so this is our uh, newest, which is was bottled in, in November of last year, but, you know, it was aged at Oak for about a year or so. Yeah. You know, this beer was a lot smokier when it was right, brewed right. than uh, after it's had a, a chance to age this gotcha. long and then okay. bottle condition. So that kind of mellows out the smokiness yep. and, and brings up some other flavors. Yes. So didn't you do a collaboration recently with Live Oak? Did you do a smoked or I know you did what was a collaboration beer? Yep. And did you oh, yeah, do two or did yeah, you just Yeah, Fuderweizen's the other one. Right, right, okay. Yeah, you know, I, I mentioned earlier my love of Pilsner, especially Live Oak Pills. And so right. we take Live Oak Pills work. Right, yeah, um, that's right. And because it's not beer at that point, it's legal for us to drive it <laughs> yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and then we pitch uh, our mixed culture. And so, you know, Chip, uh, Chip, you know. Uh, oh, crazy Chip. old Chip. Yeah, He's a Chip. sweetheart, isn't yeah, he? <laughs> he is. That's yeah, what Davis know, said. I mean, he, uh, when we first did the project with him, he's like, you know, y'all took our perfectly good word and you fucked it all up. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. Yeah, no, Chip's, Chip's the man. We love Chip. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, of course. Everybody loves Chip. Um, I definitely don't want to cut you off. I didn't know how much time you needed to get down to the... Um, Oh, I, I can go like for five more minutes and then, uh, yeah, sadly, I, I'd love to continue this conversation. It was, it was a lot of fun, but I got to give a brewery tour here in, in <laughs> five minutes. Yeah. We don't want to, we don't want to keep you, but it's like, oh, no, it's, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just trying okay. to be respectful. No, I, I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we have anything really important. I just wanted to uh, ask where the name Jester King came from. It, I know it's a the reference to, to King Lear and yet, and the logo, it's a, horns coming out of barrel what's going on what's, yeah come on what's going on so man? the logo um i remember you know learning about lambic yeah. and the lambic producers would say so it's just evil coming out of that barrel Is that, well no? um <laughs> sort of when they would have a barrel that had just been you know emptied and was just teeming with microscopic life right. and was ready for fresh wort to mm-hmm. go into that barrel to ferment they would call it a, a horny barrel oh okay oh. um you know it's it, ready to it, go it ready to go yeah <laughs> <laughs> And so we took the like literal translation of that and put some horns on top of a barrel. So, you know, our logo was inspired by the Lambic tradition. Uh, the name Jester King, like, as you said, was a King Lear reference, like right. Shakespeare's King Lear. Like there's this reference to like the wise fool who could kind of speak truth to power and live to tell about it. And I yeah. felt like doing some kind of, you know, semi out there stuff in terms of what we make, like it was a good, good analogy for, for Jester King. And we do feel like we're kind of like the wise fool that can kind of, you know, Try weird stuff and okay. live to tell about it. All right. I think we have two more just really important, our most important questions, really. <laughs> There's one. What's going to be your deathbed beer? <laughs> what's the last beer that yeah. you're going to go out? Jeez, uh, that's always tough. It's, it's, yeah. it's a tough one. Um, Live Oak Pills is pretty great. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll go with that. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. how come you, you have Hans Pills all over the place then? Um, yeah, our, our hipster employees like, like, say no more. <laughs> there are hipsters. <laughs> that, <work here? laughs> that one, that one guy that took us on the tour last, Oof. I don't know <laughs> that guy. Cutter, uh, Cutter but, was a little offended that he saw a guy with a beard longer than him. Bigger yeah. beard. <laughs> yeah. 
So, so Clint, you wanna you wanna do the last oh, question? The I last, think you last know. question for him. Do you, do you wanna wait this question <laughs> for him? No. Oh, uh, <laughs> just gonna see. spring right now, it on him. I, all mm-hmm. I know right now is I'm kicking your ass, Cutter. You so, are kicking my ass. Uh, the movie, The Fifth Element. Is it a bad movie that's fun to watch, or a good movie? Sadly, I've I've never seen the film. Oh. I, I know I know. Big, uh, I like Bruce Willis movies. I love Die Hard and okay. all the Die Hard movies. So nothing like those. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, maybe a little bit, like towards the end. I'd but. say it's closer to like a Hudson Hawk. Oh, would you like to swing on a star? Carry moonbeams home in a jar. They're all back on. Be a fish. Oh, it's got a little bit of like a comedic. Why do you like, keep bringing up Hudson Hawk? Man? I like Hudson Hawk. Nobody's so trying to make Hudson Hawk a thing. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I guess this is probably a weird way to approach. It. I remember seeing a car once that like had all the bumper stickers, and I'm totally revealing like my political views here. Uh-oh. But all the it was like it was like Bernie really? Sanders, like pro evolution, like pro you know like books in school, and it had a Fifth Element. Sticker on it. So I'm judging off of that, it, it, it must be good. <laughs> okay. So, awesome. damn it. So, damn it. one. Check. We definitely recommend it. Not a lot of beer in the movie. I don't think they have. No. Any? I don't think there's no. any at all. No. Yeah. A lot of Chris Tucker, though. A lot of oh, Chris Tucker. Go. Oh, no, there is. Great the, uh, Gary Oldman. The robot that's like Ooh, serving yes. the priest. Yes. Yeah. I yes. think he's pouring in beer. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> just came to me. I mean, I yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I've got a split, but the, the last beer you all have is uh, Montmorency versus Balaton. So, oh. um, you just released this last week, right? Yes. Yeah, uh, okay. yeah our uh, 2019 okay. batch. And so, yeah, we uh, take barrel-aged wild ale, two varieties of cherries, mm-hmm. uh, Montmorency and Balaton. One of the few fruits that we do go out of state to get, we get the Michigan tart cherries. Right. And then, uh, yeah, just re-ferment it to dryness. And it's, it's yeah, it's super fresh right now. So very like in a jammy fruit, fruit forward. Yes, okay. it's delicious. Um, well, it smells, it's my, it it's my favorite <laughs> of, of the podcast today. <laughs> well, we appreciate you sitting and taking yeah, the time Jeff, Yeah, no, this is well, yeah, very, a lot very of fun. Great. I wish yeah. I could go for another hour. This, yeah, this is, this is <laughs> we, super, yeah, super yeah, fun, we usually yeah. go much longer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, don't let me uh, stop you. I mean, you all want to keep going. Oh, no, don't worry. We'll still sit here and talk. All good things. All good things. Yeah. Right on. All right. Very good. Thanks, Jeff. Cheers, guys. Thank right. you very Thanks, much. Jeff. Cheers. Yeah. Thank you. So that was Jeff Stuffings, everybody. Hey, Jeff Stuffings. Yeah, great to talk to him. I, I feel lucky that we even got, got an hour with him. Yeah. He's so busy. Busy, busy guy. Yeah. Jeff's awesome. He sounds like he's authentically passionate oh, about yeah. beer. And, no, and that like, was one of, one of the things that, like, bef- before... Uh, he was talking wow. about the the article, the letter, the whatever that he wrote about wicked weed. Uh, we, wicked weed. So what happened and to them? They sold. They sold their uh, AB and Bev. Oh, yeah. Okay, basically. I mean, it, it was, and he said that, and I, I read the uh, the letter that they wrote, the thing, the whatever you want to call it, the article, and it was just like so passionate about craft beer not even just texas craft beer but craft beer in general and the whole the system and big beer and everything and it it really i I really got a lot of respect for him out of that and so then it was like okay yeah i will drink anything jester king makes and and to be you know i'm sure as the craft beer community is typically a more tight-knit family kind of community yeah not to put words in jeff's mouth but i'm sure Somewhat like, felt like a betrayal right, of what yeah. they were about, you know. Yeah, it's like it's like a, like a like a family member leaving or 
it's like, or, or you, you know, you don't know how many times maybe the conversation came up like, oh, no, we'll, we'll never sell out. And yeah, then, it, it probably then, did. You know, well, shit, like the shit talk and money, money walks, guys. Yeah. You know? Money using Capulets, you know? <laughs> well, you get to the point where I will where bite, bite like, my thumb at them. We're at the age <laughs> of like, insult. I will never buy a minivan. But it's like, you know, sometimes hey, those, you need to get a minivan. Do you know how many couples are wearing things? I am, I am, I am, I am about I am, to get a minivan. I am fighting Amy but about that, the that's, minivan. That's the point, though. Funny, funny like, story. All right. So, is it a funny story? One of my old bosses Guaranteed. loved minivans for no other reason ha! than. There's so many cup holders inside of a minivan. <laughs> it's like every time they'd bring a vehicle, his wife would go, what'd you get? And he's like, I got a minivan. <laughs> Why? He's like, Do you realize how many? I look, look around. There's like 20 cup holders in here. There's like eight chairs. Like, why wouldn't you get a minivan? <laughs> you don't need that many cup holders. It's only the two There's of them. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wait, were there just two of them? Yeah, it was just, it was just the two of them. It was just him and his wife. And they didn't you have any kids. You could put so much stuff in yeah. there. <laughs> so much room for activities. That's I mean, right. that, that one 64-ounce cup just can't fit in yeah. one. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, and you don't have to put cups in them. You can put... Change. Yeah, and like most of ours growing up had we didn't have a minivan. We had like one of those conversion vans. Yeah, yeah change. Yeah. Astro Each Star. of them were sticky. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. always. All Juice kids, boxes because of you kids. Oh yeah, kids are fucking sticky. sticky change. Man. Kids are sticky. So that's your fault. Anyway, I know I just talked about it earlier before the podcast, but it really does feel that way now. Like this is almost like a Disneyland of breweries. Like you come out here, us. I could it's yeah, one hundred and fifty-six or sixty-four. What was it? Whatever, 100 something. Oh, acres. acres? Yeah. yeah. 160. Something. I mean, there's you, a restaurant, there's pizza. I don't know if you can like walk all the acres. I think you can, you can, I guess, sort of walk. I think it's fenced down off. There. I think a lot of it's fenced off. Well, for can you do land. a lime scooter? <laughs> <laughs> they don't have it out here. They are that solar. Is one of the and things. You could probably bring one out here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they got so, solar panels right out that window. The, uh, I mean, the, 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 the scooters. Oh, are the scooter is solar. Oh, is yeah. it? I thought you have to pick them up and charge them. I th- no, I, I'm for. Oh, I'm they pick them up at night. Solar. They, pick, they, they pick them up at night and charge them. Well, they do yeah, something with enough. them at night. There's yeah. a lot of scooter talk. I know that. I know yeah. they <laughs> fetch them and put them on the corner, like certain corners. Yeah. Of the Stop night. trying to make fetch. A I thing. don't know what they do, but yeah. Fetch. Anyway, anyway, where were, where were we domain. saying? Where were we saying? What were we saying? Disneyland. Uh, it's Disneyland. Yeah, it feels like a Disneyland. Disney World, Disneyland. I mean, I talk to people. Sometimes there's people. You talk to people. <laughs> Sometimes they're actual people. Sometimes but, it's himself. Yeah. Uh, uh. Sometimes it's but the faces they on his know, shirt. They they know Jester King. They oh they, yeah. Everyone, even Pe- people who don't know breweries, yeah. have heard of it like, because oh, I think oh, right. we're living yeah. in that Instagrammable world where there's like you know there's goats here, there's a yeah. pizza place, there's you know I, I, I want to find those goats. I think what Jeff was was saying it's all it's the fact that they're with you they're, that, Ross, they're passionate about what they do. They're not trying. I mean, yeah, they kind of carry into market trends, but a lot of what they do is based on what they like. As opposed I, yeah, to, I say the opposite. They don't go into trends at all. I mean, they're doing well, I mean, all he, open. he did discuss it. That's one of the things that you're doing. Yeah. You, you have to 
if everybody wants like some something, they're not you're doing running hazy a business. IPAs. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, you're I, running a business, you're gonna I agree be with Clint. This is shit. You're gonna drink it. <laughs> it's like no, what? Or, 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 you're, gonna, <laughs> you're gonna drink this. Sh- what did so, you say no. earlier? <laughs> what? Don't misconstrue, man. That was a awesome slogan. <laughs> and you're like fucking it up, man, Mr. Marketing. Man, yeah. now, now you know how I feel whenever you try to pitch that question at people. <laughs> Which question? No, it's you, you you this Do you think Phil Hellman is a good movie? Or, <laughs> or a great movie. I said, do you think that, it's a bad movie that's fun to watch? That, that you or pitched it good this time. Good yeah. movie. Really? I thought he pitched it bad. Or, bad anyway. or like a smart person, uh, it was, would you say? <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I think that might or, be the uh, first person we've talked to who hadn't seen the movie hadn't at all. Seen right? it, yeah. so um, do you think when companies buy these small breweries, <laughs> they're buying... They're buying them just to get them out of the market, almost like we're going to control yeah. this competition. Yeah, it's not I, like I, we're really catching money. Kill. Is that what yeah. you call that? We're not well, hoping to make and, money out of well, it. We're just, no, they, just, they just, think of, just think of it as old Sellis. It's all like Miller right. owned them for about 20 years. And it's all they, like didn't the even, they didn't even make anything. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And then they sold it to, uh, I think, a Michigan brewery. And then the Michigan brewery <laughs> folded, and then there was just nothing. Was but, they, but they still own the, the rights, yeah. the names. No, but... The thing with, I think, some of the breweries now, though, it's like these bigger companies just want to have that a share, that, that share do. of the craft brew market. Like yeah. they just want, they realize that there are certain people who are never going to drink their crap beer again. And so they're going to buy a small brewery and use that to capitalize on the craft yeah, brewer market. basically hey we'll add distribution we'll add this we'll add this you guys can continue we'll to scale do you up yeah. yeah yeah we'll continue to do everything like a fish to to an extent but it's until, great it's great in theory until nobody's buying that beer anymore yeah because they've started changing the formula doing things to cut costs mm-hmm. trying to maximize their profit on the investment mm-hmm. or maximize the return so carbox the one that jumps out for you because <laughs> goose island is the one that jumps out for me mm-hmm. like yeah. they changed but has their You've formula changed. really changed like has their beers substantially changed yet or are uh, you just their, their honkers ale changed it I, was I, um, I love me a good honker <laughs> who doesn't love a good honker <laughs> that's what it said in the uh in honker. restroom over there <laughs> Ross loves good honker. A, good, a good honker job anyway um, um no but, yeah, but they, having it on draft in chicago and then like having it distributed by a major you know did you have it before and after i or? did yeah okay, okay. changed did hmm. you really changed. You've changed. Was it, or, was it wait, South? Have, did you have draft and draft and you know it changed? Draft and draft. And yeah. you changed. can still get Honker's Ale in Austin. Yeah. You just look for the big old white goose in, yeah. the, in the tap. Yeah. Well, I had their IPA. Yeah. That, I mean, I'm, mm. I'm sure that's bound to happen with them. They're going to change the stuff to make it more profitable. And then the one, the one question I didn't get easier to Jeff make maybe is their brewing section here mm-hmm. is rather small. Like, yeah, I was gonna, yeah, for, for how popular I, I believe they, them to be, it's like, but, I think it's but they just batches. do, but, they do quick, yeah. repeated, different right. batches. So, the like, the other, the aging is way, they, there's, yeah, right, there's exactly. more, yeah. they, I was gonna yeah. say, but the actual brewing section compared to some of the breweries that we've, I've been to, and mm-hmm. I know that you guys have been to also, it's all, it's <laughs> fairly small, like for, well, for how really the, popular they are. The thing is, is there, I'm, I'm sure they're brewing every day, all day. Not all those places are brewing every day. That's true. That is that. And what's their distribution do? I mean, I, they don't, I, they don't can, right? No, no they, they bottle though. Can yeah. use them. The bottles, yeah. They're, no, they don't bottle. can. They well, don't but can. just think of it. Just the bottle. Their but like, right? but the bottles aren't distributed 
Yeah, huh? It was around. They, they have a around smaller Austin, around, yeah, around yeah, all this the. This is full government. Uh, this isn't just TABC. Around around the country, around the world, even okay, I yeah. think. I don't I don't know how much they distribute outside the U.S., but he said that they they do. But yeah, it, or if you want a bottle of anything they have, you can come down here to the brewery and they have not anything they a have. large selection. Uh, yeah, not everything. More maybe, more than other maybe places. If you're, <laughs> maybe if you're willing to pay the right price, you can That's get something true. from, from the out seller. their seller. Yeah. Well, but they also have the people like you guys have seen it where people like trade beers. Come here. Yeah. Like oh, this yeah. is a heavy heavy hitter on that market. I mean, come here and uh, well, it's and, because uh, each batch like. He said, like, like uh, he said, it's like it's completely different from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, I shouldn't say completely different. It's different from batch to batch. Like, mm-hmm. he even had to look at this one and go, which batch was this? Yeah. 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 Three. But to think that he knew each individual batch and oh, yeah. what the profile was. Yeah. Um, I just want to say, guys, uh, I'm about to start my fourth. I can feel it in my face. <laughs> you had a big you? pour on the hey, third one. I can't one. feel my face. Yeah. No. I saw how big the pour was on the third one. On the third I'm, one? Yeah. I think all of his have been the pretty good. The smoky one? The last one? Well, you, we were finishing off the bottles over here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the thing is I'm like pouring my small pour and then I'm passing it to those two. And I couldn't. Like, I had no, 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 no idea. Filling it out. I'm remember, starting remember off the, with the small one, giving the, it to Joel, and then topping it Remember the whole half pour thing that we discussed after Whitestone? Hey. Hey, hey, remember the Titans? <laughs> Avon Barksdale was there. You could, remember? No, I don't know. Right. The, the lot, Where's Bodie? Before we go any further, I got to get back to Joel. It was uh, Jester King. You'll drink some shit. Yeah, <laughs> that's, what, that's what it was. The first three, since we're all done with the, or we're almost done all done with the first three. Oh, yeah. One, one, one for me. Uh, one, one, one. Yeah. One, one, one. This last one. This is the one that if I would have started this with is this, the one. I would have been like, yeah, I could just drink this one. Now, this is this is the best one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, this and just this the one, nose on this one. Uh, okay. Oh, this one Hold is on. like wine. Let's this run. Is, let's run through this again because we're like, oh yeah, one, 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 and this <laughs> one. Well, Le Pete Prince. All right, was a one all around. It was yeah. a little not almost, my favorite, but I'd still drink it. It was clean, light, definitely. But it had that bitterness of really, like a pale ale, really bitter, stronger pale ale yeah. IPA like bitter, territory. Bitter water is what yeah. I was. Yeah, and the thing, um, the th- but the thing about that one is, it's what like three point five percent or something. Oh, like oh yeah. yeah, 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 just three okay. Oh, I didn't know it was that low. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a table beer. It's yeah. a table beer. It's yeah. kind of beer. I mean, that beer felt like the kind of beer you'd have like where you're just gonna hang out with friends at a big table and it eat, the, like all day. The thing, <laughs> just yeah. I mean, the thing is, it doesn't taste like a weak beer to me. It. Because it's got that bitterness. To yeah, it. Yeah, 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 right. And then next up, we had the uh, the, the spawn, Shiraz, 20, and the, Cabernet. the 2018 spawn. Yeah, 2018 Shiraz. Yeah, you have to Shiraz. So, and so they're Shiraz not they're not Shiraz and Cab because the spawn is just spawn, but that one is aged in the uh, the wine barrels as well. Mm. So I was surprised at how how much the, like the the wine came through. The, yeah, especially the Shiraz. Is it just like wine? I would have. Yeah, yeah. You you said you the spice of the Shiraz. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a I'm a wine drinker also, but yeah. wine cellar. Uh, wine yeah. yeah, Shiraz in this area, dude. Is you have to wait. Peppery, but yeah. No. Yeah, so that one was also ones all around. Yeah, one. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely tart, tart I, and sweet. Which is I what I, think what I like. that one was my favorite out of the. Out I just, of the I think I wanted it actually. I wanted it to be maybe to be wine a little bit more tart, maybe or I, I agree a I little bit see. more whiny. Oh, like, okay, I, yeah, just a little bit more. I could do the, more the tart thing, on the that thing one. With yeah, like your your spontaneously fermented or your wild ales, if you will, yeah. until like. The longer they age, the, the more, more tart. The more tart come through. So, so if you pop should, one, I need to get one of those twenty sixteens. Is what you're talking? About. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Because that's when they started. Or so. you, or you yeah. get a twenty eighteen and age it. 
But who's going to want to wait? Ain't nobody got time for that. 2016 ready right now. But also, Where's Jeff? Jeff, well, Jeff's in 2016. You can probably get us to start paying that money. It's like the longer they're aged, it's like, it's like fine. It gets more expensive. Well, they, have, they, they usually have a spawn day where they have the older ones on tap or whatever. Oh, or, really? Or in bottles, and you can try. You can do like a vertical flight, which is... Which is every 16, year. 17, 18. Yeah, exactly. 18, yeah. Nice. Oh, I was um, like, what do you mean? Vertical? That's a cool idea. I've never yeah. heard that before. Yeah, it's, it's the same That's what they beer. Call a vertical flight. Yeah, yeah, it's the same beer, just uh, different years. Oh. Yeah. So that is like you take it and then each shot kind of like yeah, down, yeah, like, drop, for, drop, drop, drop. It, it, it's <laughs> like it's that ice slide at the, <laughs> yeah, exactly. the tequila bar. Uh, no. And then the third beer was what? Viking. Viking. Viking metal. Viking metal. The smoked beer. It's smoky. I was not expecting that. I was like, it's very unique. Warn me! I, I, if you give me a smoked I, I, beer, I, 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 a Viking metal, and you thought every, it was going to be beer, a every beer. I would no, smell. I, don't know. And I would look at the label. It's all like, I, I of course you would. One. I smelled it, yeah, and I was like, the smoke. Oh, I, I got the smoke, and I got I got the juniper, and I was all like, yeah, yeah. What that really comes through? I looked. I looked at the. The looked smoked at the, farmhouse oh, ale. Oh, so you read the label? Brewed yes. with so, juniper yes. and miracle read the label. Aged in gin barrels. Yeah, it was like. Could you taste the gin? No, I did no. not. I well, the, the botanicals, botanicals but the, really, the and that's what when you're tasting gin. I mean, you, no, that the, was a joke. About I definitely, the label. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. The but I definitely, I definitely. But did the coriander come through on it? I can't. <laughs> so when I smelled it, I was like, "What is that? That is funky. Yes. Like that is. And it's weird. not funky. That's that's it's. Smoky. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Have, I wouldn't have guessed birch. I wouldn't have yeah. guessed birch. Yeah. yeah. And then I was like, guessing the that's what they have in that's what's Sweden, nearby. I, I was. Yeah. I was drinking it. I was like, "What am I drinking? Like, I don't know what this is." And then he was like, "Smoky," and I was like, "Yes." Oh, that's yeah. As soon what as he is. said that, I was like, "Yes." Smoky that and then floral, is, and yes. I was like, "Got it." I got I, it. I enjoyed yes. it. Yeah, no, it's, it was good. A, I, I, know. I, yeah, I read they, this and I was like, I would never have ordered this. Ever. No, no. The I was thing, like, that, that's way too weird for me. But the the thing I about, actually really enjoyed it. They have that at the uh, Sunrise Market. Yeah, they, I've seen it before. They have a wide selection of Jester King beers at the Sunrise Market. I wonder Though if they're they have, super I wonder, expensive. I wonder Not if they have super batch expensive, two. but they're, they're more expensive they're than pretty here. Expensive, yeah. I wonder if they have batch two there. I'll, I'll take a look. So, But what, what I was going to say about Jester King is they might not make every beer that I like, but every beer is well made. Agreed. I Which agree there are some places where you just get an off beer. It's like a bad batch. And I suppose they could have a bad batch when well, you Well, I was spawn, about to say, I wasn't but sure where well, you were going when you brought up the uh, the leaves conversation before. <laughs> I, I, I just She'll remember, I just remember <laughs> seeing it. <laughs> I thought he loved that too. Yeah. It's hilarious. I just remember seeing it on the on the on their menu when we oh, came yeah. down here. I was like, what the fuck? I should have ordered it. I should have drank it. But to know at, that at it's that time, in his I don't, top five beers? I don't think, uh, no, no, just because at that time i don't think i was adventurous but like when you come to jester king you need to be you're gonna drink some shit yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah no no try they make stuff and they put out well-made beers they do so you might not you might not like it but you can appreciate it for what it is maybe i don't know if you're looking for a bud light miller's light coors light you get the hell out yeah <laughs> if you want some basic bitch beer this is not the place no for you. No high life in his fridge. Nope. He ain't living well, they, a high life. They do have guest beers here, though. Yes, they do. So. Hans Pills. Yeah. I mean, you could get close. Yeah. Live Oak uh, Hefeweizen. Did so, they uh, have that there? Yeah, it was one mm-hmm. of the guests on our side. Can, you talk, oh, gotcha. Can you talk more in your glass, Jill? 
or they <laughs> had into the mic if you're talking they to had, the last They year. had three different <laughs> bars outside and they each had different. Uh, yeah, yeah. And that's, that's okay. one of the cool things and also frustrating. I'm at this bar, but this other bar has something better that I want. Well, keep in mind, they're, they're top. They may have six or seven beers that they offer at each uh, one, but the top five are like everywhere. And then there's like two maybe that are unique. Yeah, no, but yeah, the unique ones are what, you know. Yeah. Like we we went to the kitchen bar and then two barrel aged ones that were going to be somewhere else. Oh, Clint. You didn't get one for Clint? No. No, No, that's what I, that's actually, he loves barrel aged. That is actually a comment I made. I was like, I don't know if Clint's going to like anything here. (laughs) It depends on the barrel. Well, I think that's one of the things that stood out about this place. But Clint loves sour beers. It stood out at this place, uh, yeah. looking at the menu, how kind of adventurous you have to be. Yeah. And how kind of overwhelming it can be. I don't think be. you even have to be. Well, maybe to try it, maybe reading the menu, it's like, I don't know if I'll like that. But yeah. Muscat. No, yeah, yeah. Uh, you're you're the, right. What is the, that last beer? Well, they all fall right, in the right. category. Category. And or, so it's like one of those things like, all right, this is a farmhouse with this. This is a farmhouse. The, with the thing is, but if people tried it, they'd probably like it. Right. Yeah, but how yeah. many people are going are going to go and actually yeah. try? It? Yeah. No. Or no, no. when you say like the whole smoky thing, like who goes out of the way to try smoky beer? Not Chip. a lot of people. Chip will. Chip. Chip's a uh, he's a he's a sweetheart. You know, <laughs> I, I sent that picture out a couple of weeks ago with the uh, the Dapper Devil. Uh-huh. Oh, uh huh. Oh man, the prettiest beer. That was this, a good beer. This one's probably pretty close. Oh, There's some nice lacing. Yes, by far my favorite beer for it, today. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick some fruity. of this up before we go. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's funky. Are you gonna fruity. take it to Cami delicious. and have her try it? Yeah, absolutely. I think she would probably as an, as a non beer drinker. As a non beer drinker, I think I think we should get that other one too. The well, but I like the muscat. Muskrat! It's <laughs> a callback. Tony, when, when is the last time you shouted out muskrat? Uh, what day is it today? <laughs> <laughs> it's a Saturday. You know, it's been about two weeks since okay. I've uh, <laughs> ejaculated muskrat. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is tec- technically... A- accurate you know the verbiage a, i mean yes. ejaculate is to yes. utter it i you know guess. oh i was thinking is that why you're taking the two bottles to Kemi? no i think i think the word you're looking for is enunciate <laughs> no uh i'm sorry that you went to texas state uh, <laughs> future president <laughs> of texas uh, yeah. no do you know these United States. These United States. These you. Yeah. These you nuts. <laughs> what do you What do you think of the last one, Joel? Is that how beer should taste? You're hesitating. Opposite. I. I. I, I, I would say this in, in the second oh, one we bitch. had. I, opposite of what I think beer should taste like. Yeah, <laughs> that is fair. This <laughs> I, is not what I guess, like, you like, traditional you like beer this should. This taste is not like. Coors Light. No. I'm uh, trying to put my my finger on the finish. I can't really cherries. Yeah, yeah. it's the cherries. I would. Yeah, hmm. but it's like cherries. It's not like just Wait, cherry it's it's tart. It's like it's, it's tart like a cherry. Do you they're eat like tart cherries. cherries or, they're like brandied do, cherries almost. Do you, or, or it reminds me of dried cherries almost. Like if you oh, eat a dried cherry. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Same okay. kind of back end. Do you end. eat dried cherries? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. You Clint don't. I used, Clinton, I used to uh, buy Suck. bags of like <laughs> blueberries and cherries that were dried. Only each other's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take each other's his cherries. cherry. <laughs> Is that uh, you're telling us right now? Chocolate covered cherries. Whoa. Chocolate. 
<laughs> I don't even want to know what that means. <laughs> oh, you guys went there with it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Joel. Thanks for joining the the minute no, long back and forth. You guys were just like talking about cherries. It's like I know chocolate. There's a cherries. bit of a nickel nickel aftertaste. There. There's a nickel back on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but nickel back taste. So. So this one, yes. is it tastes 6. like Nickelback sounds. By the way, six point one. Yeah. Man, that's dangerous. Saison really good. can be dangerous because I don't, I don't think I've ever had a saison that tasted like really boozy. No. I mean, I guess well, they're not, they're not typically boozy, really yeah. boozy, but six, seven percent. That's you're right. That's danger territory. You're right. Like, yeah, because we've been to Brutorium yeah. and you have Need one proof? there and it's just not very strong. Our, uh, it's 7%. Oh, oh yeah, our, so, our Saison episode. Yeah. What? This, this would be a dessert beer, right, Cutter? I would consider a dessert beer, yes. It's good I, that I, we I, ended this on one, it. This one and the uh, Shiraz. I don't, you know, I, um, I would I, drink that with like a meal. I would too, yeah. Because of the what's, wine. What's the element? You would drink this with a meal? That's the one I didn't look no, at. No, 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 no the most, second one, the earlier the, one. The spawn. You know what the spawn was? What? 7.6. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Damn. You know what's that's, interesting? That's to probably me? from the wine, too, right? The. Do you think it, it soaks could, up in the. Uh, uh, no, no, not really. Possible. Not from barrel aging. Uh, no. no. What do you guys think about this? So, uh, no. I, no. Yeah. I like. Um, Chocolate covered? I like fountain drinks. I like Coca Cola. Yeah. But a lot of these. Beers taste like they're so consistent. It really does feel like something that can come out of the tap, like consistent all the time. It's called a draft. I, yeah. I think that yeah. just speaks to the expertise that they right. have, that they can do a wild yeast yeah. process and have a consistent product like yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. To do the volume they well, need. Consistently so, inconsistent, right? It's consistently good, but it's not. To this batch. But, right. but bottle to bottle. Oh, that would have been actually a good question. Like, do they have batches where they just are like, nope. I doubt it. We, we won't process. We won't sell that one. The goats are getting you, this one. You think so? I mean, they exper- it seems like they experiment. I wouldn't. I right? wouldn't think. Yeah. I mean, they. I'm sure they experiment well, and they well, have I bet, pilot I, batches well, I, probably. I, but but I, how do you do a pilot batch when the 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 microbes are in constant flux? That's true too. Yeah. That would have been a good question. Oh well. Yeah. Uh, good job, Clint. Sorry. Next time. Where where is he at with the tour? Yeah, go is, is go he, on the tour. And be like, hey, I got a question. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you <laughs> you the drunk the microphone, please. <laughs> what are you just speak doing clearly? This is Hi. Portable. This is portable. Do we have right? a? Do we have hey. a? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ross, we, we need a wireless mic. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, do we have any sponsors this episode? Ah, uh, Jester, <laughs> Jester King. King, you'll drink some shit. <laughs> Yeah. Remember last year? Remember Barks for Beers last year? I do. Well, what if they no. did another one what? this year? What, in 2019? Yes, 2019. Wow, back to back years. That's amazing. Yes, Barks for Beers is coming up. Are there enough dogs? Uh, there, uh, yes. Okay. I, did, <laughs> I just did the, the, the mathematics in my head. So, in case you don't know, Divine Canines is a local Austin group that trains therapy dogs and they visit people in need. They're partnering with 22 local Austin craft breweries and tap rooms for the event Barks for Beers. It starts April 26th and continues until May 31st. All you have to do is purchase a special Divine Canines print, glass, and passport for $30 plus tax from April 26th through May 31st at any of the local breweries. So and how much I is will, it? I'll tell you $30 plus tax. 
And then you take your passport to any of the participating breweries and you get a free pour. But Ross, who are the participating breweries? I'm glad who you asked. Who are the precipitating breweries? Who's <laughs> the preci- Where's the precipitation <laughs> coming from? <laughs> the breweries participating are Fourth Tap Brewing Co-op, Black Star Co-op, Blue Owl Brewing, nice. which would probably be a good... I would like could, to go. We, we should could do probably that actually yeah. go down there. Yeah. Cellus Brewing, Circle, Family Business nice. Beer Company, or... As the cool people say it, family business. <laughs> or I say it that way. They don't so say it. Not F- the cool people. Anyway. They don't say it FBC. I will no. stop saying oh, it that FBC. way. <laughs> <laughs> also, Flying Man Brewing, Hitmaker Brewing, which is, uh, they're relatively new. Infamous Brewing, Live Oak, Oddwood Ales, Orf. Be a good excuse Ooh, to go down to Orf. Orf. Oh, I can't. I can't hear you, Tony. You didn't Orf's going to be on there? You didn't want to be on this promo. Is that, Orf? A, new, is that a new brewery? You no. Mean, wait, okay. you mean ORF? ORF, yes. <laughs> ORF Brewing. They're only open on Saturdays, so good luck. Oscar Blues, Real Ale, Red Horn, Southern Heights, Suds Monkey, out in Dripping Springs, Skull Mechanics, The Brutorium, Twisted X, also in Dripping Springs, Two Wheel Brewing, and Vista Brewing. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah. Circle. <laughs> you can you can start at circle. You can end at circle. You could do whatever. only circle. Yeah, only, only circle. circle. But you only get one pour at each of the places. So damn it, circle. No. Oh. So yeah, buy your passport. Any of those participating. Any of those participating. Precipitating. Any of those participating breweries. Also, you can purchase it at Copeland Jewelers, Mud Puppies, or Wolfgang Bakery. All proceeds from the sale of the glasses go directly to Divine Canines. So if you're in the Austin area, get drunk for a good cause for once. Not everybody's at least tried them. We're going to rank them favorite to least favorite. So this last one, Montmorency versus Bellaton, number one. The Spawn, number two. The Viking Metal, number three. What? And... I'd say those top three are very, very close. Petite Prince was drinkable, but if I had anything else from them, I would pick that over. Like coming here, I think Petite Prince is something you were like, well, you you don't want to be adventurous, but why would you come here if you don't want to be adventurous? That's that's, Yeah, we're going to be fucking out in the fields later. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. That's a quote. (laughs) From me and Tony. Anyway. You're going to drink some shit and you're going to be fucking (laughs) in the fields. So, hey, um, hey, some seven percent beers. Well, okay. they, they have goats, so anyway. Uh, hey, uh, it's better with sheep, right? Yeah, that's it's what better I with heard sheep. From uh, it, some Irish people. Hey, uh, that's what you hey, heard. We heard. Hey, so uh, like we, we have the uh, what, what's their podcast name again? Bayk podcast. Bayk. Uh, we had a joke for them if they're yeah. listening. Yeah. They How did be. the uh, Irishman find the sheep in the long grass? Very lovely. <laughs> You got it. <laughs> Joel, what do you got? This is a hard one. So when I started That's out with what she, she said. said. <laughs> ah, damn. So when I started out with Le Petite, I was like, man, this might be the best beer I've ever had. Whoa. And then, yeah. What? Uh, but as I drink Joel, up, Joel was having the best beer he ever had, like regularly. I yeah. wish I was you, Joel. <laughs> I was about to say that's a that's a big statement. I just race my brain. I just walk in like a goldfish. Yeah. <laughs> like a gold, 
this is the this best beer ever. I wish we, we need to go back and like do an episode of just like Joel's best beers ever <laughs> and like drink all of them in one night and see which one he thinks is the best. That's going to be a long episode. Yeah, that's going to be. Well, not, I think it's no. only really happened like four times. Anyway, so, uh, so what's your order, Joel? All right. So number one, uh, Viking metal. Really? What? One of the, one of the, one of the most unique beers I've ever Agreed. had. Agreed. There were so many flavors. Something I wanted to ask, actually, was the gin, do you think that opened up the juniper? It probably helped they, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I so I think you might have tried the gin aged at um, Adelbert's, and mm-hmm. I think you didn't Adelbert's. like it. Adelbert's. Adelbert's. Yeah. I, I didn't want to Sorry, correct I, him when he yeah, said that. Yeah, I know. I wanted to say it like, yeah. He, like, says, hey, he, he, he must know, he right? He said Adelbert's. Yeah. He's like, wait a second. It, it's, it's Adele, like the singer. <laughs> well, the guy's name was Adele. Yeah. So yeah. that's how I always. But they remember. but they named the brewery after the singer. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Anyway, continue. She became a naked nun for a while. <laughs> anyway, continue. Uh, yeah. So number one, Viking metal. Viking metal. Viking metal. Petite Prince. Viking metal. Uh, which one is this? What's this one? Uh, uh, that the, is the. Uh, that's the fourth one. Monterey. Monterey versus Balaton. Mont. Mont more. Montmorency. Montmorency. Montmorency versus Balaton. Montessori. It's a school. It's the Maserati. Maserati versus Maserati appears. (laughs) They're not going to get that. (laughs) Maserati. Hold on. Maserati versus Baltimore. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, Baltimore's rough, man. Although Omar left and he moved to New York, right? Hey, yo, Omar's coming. Oh, shit. Uh, all right, all right, Joel, 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 Joel. Joel. M versus it's the game. All right, so M versus B for that, and then uh, the, the other one that we had to spawn. Um, yeah, this I think last that's the other one. Yeah, I think that's the last one. So Joel Ooh. just had four of you his new favorite beers, like today, like four of his new favorite. Hey, beers. that's yeah. good though. Well, I don't. Yeah, I, that is good. I, like it's it's a it's a hard. I I, I wouldn't normally get these, um, but I, if I were coming back, I'd hard get Viking Metal or probably a little pinted. Petite really? Prince, yeah. Those are probably wow. when I go downstairs again and we get more beer. Hopefully, that's probably what I'm the get. line's probably <laughs> going to be shorter. Yeah. So Ross, what do you got? Um, I'd say for me, the spawn is always number one. Usually, it's a good one. Um, spawn what? That though? one is really what year? <laughs> well, 2018 is the one that we had, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So the spawn, spawn's always good. It was really good. It aged in the wine barrels. Uh, then I go with the cherry with the. The Morrissey versus the uh, Balaton. Peloton. Peloton? Balaton. Peloton. Uh, yeah. Uh, then probably the uh, Viking Metal and then the Petit Prince. So we were pretty similar. Yeah. 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 I'd say so. But I like the spawn a I'm surprised you guys little bit, bit better. I thought I, th- I liked the spawn a little bit better. I thought it was a little more fruit forward. It was maybe more the whiny, more the grapes in there. But yeah, I enjoyed it a little bit more than the cherry one. I thought I would really enjoy the cherry one, but it had more of the, more of the funk, more of the sour. Mm. Yeah. I'm actually surprised that you like the whiny as much because you don't like Clint. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is... Shots fired. Oh, Shots fired. TB gold. Uh, I'm surprised all those are winning. Hey, hey Tony. I'm going to be the only one with the Viking medal and... Hey, Prince. what's up? What's up, Clint? 
Fuck you, man. <laughs> well, it's like funny you should say that, Joel, because my favorite out of all of these would be the Le Petit Prince. Yeah. Really? Really? Most, okay. Mostly for the drinkability of it. Yeah. Now, here's a question. Hmm. Did you no. have it before the podcast? I did have it before the podcast. Yeah. We, Do you like it? The, well, 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 I know, but it, I'm we saying had it right before. before. Uh, did you taste a difference between the on tap? Or was it on tap or was it another bottle? No, it was a bottle. Oh, it, it was, was a bottle. A bottle. Yeah. I wasn't sure if he had brought up some. No, it, it, was, it, was, it was a bottle also. Oh, okay, so gotcha. I, uh, I, I really enjoy it because it's very easy drinking it's complex though it's all like so that's what i liked about it we compared it to like barley water yeah as we were talking but it's like it's got that bitterness it's got that dryness Mm -hmm. it finishes very light but it's like i I lend it to pairing food to food very well which is what i really want to do with most things that i drink is i want to pair them with food that's why i would choose it first could you pair with some pizza definitely would pair it with pizza like pair with like cheese yeah, they have a charcuterie oh, board yeah. downstairs. All, of, all, of, you, all of these beers. No, you gotta drink the spawn with cheese. Obviously, no, no. I was gonna say all of these would pair really well with like cheese. You like, don't know what you're talking about. Ooh, man, some smoked gouda would be so good right now. They probably oh, have that downstairs. Gouda. Who are you? <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, I like smoked gouda. Le, Le Petit Prince number one, two. Oh, they're all really good. Um, I would probably go. With the Viking metal, simply because well, all right. it is crazy out there. Like it, it was, it was one of those surprising beers. Like I, I smelled it, I had to read the label, and I was like, <laughs> "All right, I'm just going to drink it." It does not sound like anything that I would really enjoy, and it actually was very, very well balanced. I would like to see it aged longer, just to see. I'm tempted to buy a bottle just to age it longer because that is a strange beer that it just, it's delicious. Would you have liked it earlier? Cause you said it would have been smokier if you would have got it like right. I, I, I'm not a huge fan of like huge smoky beers. Yeah. I like smoky beers, but it's like this one, it mellows out and melds really well. And I think the bottle fermentation, like I would like to see it in another year or two years. Like I think it would be crazy, like ridiculously good. The two fruit beers, once again, really good beers. Like, not knocking them at all. I would probably go the Spawn. Really? Once again, for food pairing reasons. And then the the Montemorency. uh, So you were the exact opposite order of mine. (laughs) Yeah, I I guess I did. Hmm. But I would say that they're all really, really close. Oh, yeah. As far as, like, levels. I think think, um, he also did probably the most common beer to non-common beer that's yeah. probably flavoring. true also yeah like the petite prince is like more like a, any other beer that you could drink anywhere else like it's it's no, the closest to it yeah i wouldn't it's say a it's a pale ale there. or an ipa like that kind of level yeah. of beer yeah and then you move on to the uh viking metal and it's a smoky and then it's got a bunch of other floral flavors but it's still like you can still kind of feel the beer, but then when you move to like Spawn and the uh, Monterey versus Baltimore. All in the game, yo. <laughs> All in the game. <laughs> <laughs> Those, they, they kind yeah. of, they, they lose the traditional beer flavor and it's yeah. just all replaced by the wine elements and the floral elements and, the and then and with the cherries and the sour. Yeah. And so it's, it becomes, you know, it's still beer, but it's not a like traditional flavor of beer. Yeah. Is how I would I categorize it. Oh, I, Which I, is I, why like totally my, agree. my order is like basically cutters and in reverse. Actually, no. <laughs> <laughs> 
Also, Tony. Wait, wait. Did you say you agree with me? Yeah, probably. So, Tony. What? The what's the actual name? Bitch. Montmorency. Montmorency versus Balaton was my favorite. Actually, I'll do Viking Metal as number two. Just so it's really? the same as me. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, Spawn and then La Petite Le Prince. Pe- so guys, Le I Petit just want to point Prince. out, Clint was the closest to my uh, picks. But, okay. but did you only pick Viking Metal number two because it would be opposite to what Tony had? No, no, no. Or actually, actually, I think I like, I like it more. If, if the Spawn, like I said, had more tartness to it or Agent. a little bit more Agent waning uh, wine, element to it yeah i would probably have put it above the viking metal but i enjoyed the the complexity and the wow. just very uniqueness of i'm viking blown metal. away because the way you guys were talking i would have totally thought you viking metal would have been last and then that spawn would have been oh, number no. two no viking metal was weird just surprising but it was yeah. Yeah. yeah good unique yeah I, i'm so i'm interested i want to hear from everybody would you have liked it early on with more smoke or no less smoke? I, I think less it's smoke. it's got a so good amount of smoke, smoke with it yeah or it could go less I, but i like, think the smoke would overpower overpower the botanicals yeah. i think oh, right absolutely. now is the yeah. perfect time to drink it. i think it comes across nicely where you can get that floral if it was anything else then it wouldn't be like a definitely not a three like you could uh-huh. have like one of but yeah. like and that's the problem you have with any sort of smoke beer. Ooh, that's that's another question. Do you think you could drink three of all of these? Or not all all at once. Only uh, the petite prince. Yeah. Only the petite only, prince. Yeah. I agree. Do only. three of? Yeah. And yeah. it was my last beer. No, I but I could. I would say that it was your. Last it was my beer. fourth beer. Oh, it was your least favorite. Gotcha. Well, least of the four. Yeah. But that's the only one of them I could drink three of. The other ones, three of them would be. I agree. I don't know if I could have done the, the Viking metal. Oh, yeah. Between yeah, the sweetness and the strength and the flavors. I don't know if I would have wanted to do three of the Viking metal. I totally could, but I don't think I would have. That's It wasn't my favorite, so I don't think yeah. I would want I, to. I probably could drink three of any but the Le Petit Prince okay. because of the bitterness. Yeah. I just wouldn't like the bitterness. Hey, hey guys. Really? Why I, don't, I, I probably I probably go all three. Why don't we just four. pour them all in a big bowl and then we can drink, drink that yeah. king's club we'll just call it king's uh jester king's king's cup. jester king's cup. jester king's cup. Yeah. Yeah. simplify it there you go all right guys well i think we had a really good time out here at jester king yeah. uh, we probably have uh yeah. another drink or two to go downstairs uh-huh. but yeah it sounds like it was ones all around which is a very rare recording uh, not that no, rare. no well clint was a one that's rare yeah there you go oh yeah my God. that's the part <laughs> That's yeah, right. he decided. Check out this episode where Clint likes beer. <laughs> I'm just excited. It's a new promo. I was excited to know that he liked the Viking metal number two. That was pretty impressive. He loves number two. <laughs> Who does number two work for? Um, I hate you all. I don't even know why I do these. <laughs> You're a comic relief. Because you host. <laughs> yeah, you also have the, the biggest house. <laughs> yeah. All right. So yeah, thanks everybody for joining us. We had a great time at Jester King. One's all around. I special can actually thanks, say that this time. Yeah. I was say special thanks, thanks for to Jeff. Jeff. Jeff Stuffings. Uh, yeah, we, great time. Great talking to him. I wish we could talk to him longer. We, but we we could probably go all night. All night, all night long. long. All <laughs> night. All night long. All night. Chris Tucker. We could probably anyway. get him again. Yeah, I, I don't I know. Hope. That guy's a that guy's a hard hard to get a hand uh, <laughs> get a get a hand on. <laughs> get a yeah, anyway. Yeah, I don't know what I don't know, if, uh, don't know a, if you want to finish that sentence. On. Anyway, uh, but yeah, no, 
really great talking to him. I feel lucky that, that we got a, got a moment with him. But yeah, thanks everybody for joining us. Thanks, Jester you guys, King. Jester King, you guys, Clint for putting up with everything. I guess he he doesn't realize know why he he does this anymore, but. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. So because I fucking hate you all, <laughs> he's a glutton for punishment. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. This is Ross. This is Cutter. This is Clint. This is Tony. Joel's, Joel's there. there. And this has been the podcast. This, this is, is the podcast. Three beers in as a proud member of the Hopped Up Network. Thanks for sticking around. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Google Play, TuneIn, and on the hoppedupnetwork.com. If you like what you heard, rate and review us on iTunes. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at 3 Bears In Podcast and check out our website, 3 Bears In Podcast.com. 3, the number 3 Bears In Podcast.com. You can find information about us and the show along with the links to all of our episodes and our really cool merchandise. While you're on our site, you can tell us what you like, what you don't like. And if you don't like us, then why the hell are you still here? You should have turned us off long ago. But if you're just going to listen to us anyway, then you should probably subscribe too. And if you'd like a transcript of our podcast, write down everything that we just said. And up until that point, I was just drinking natural light. On the Pints and Provisions podcast, we discuss the ins and outs of beer, brewing, and breweries in addition to all those crafts that pair well with beer, such as bourbon, coffee, food, and cooking. Join Evan, Ryan, Mark, and Dan on each episode where we discuss those crafts we love to imbibe. Here's a clip. I don't. I, I've got four full glasses over here. I need to figure out my glass situation <laughs> and, and before I pour this. You're the one that asking you for more. Yeah, he was. He was <laughs> the one next? that said, "What's next?" Well, there's a bunch sitting out. I thought maybe. Uh, I thought. I, I thought we were going to get those going, but we are proud members of the Hopped Up Network, where you can find all our episodes and also look for us on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean.com, as well as Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Cheers.